Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Acts chapter 16, the Bible tells us the story of Paul, the apostle, and Silas. The Bible tells us that Paul, the apostle, and Silas, they went to a particular city called Tatira. They met a lady called Lydia. And after ministering to Lydia, Lydia became converted, became a Christian. Lydia converted, you know, convinced them that they should not leave the city, but they should stay with her. And in the presence of staying with her, the Bible makes us to understand that Paul the Apostle started ministering in that particular city of of Tatira. And the Bible tells us that there was a particular girl that kept on messing with them, kept on going up and down with them and telling them that these are the men of God that minister the way of salvation unto us. And the Bible tells us that as the time they were doing that, this particular slave girl had the spirit of divination. And that spirit of divination was able to tell fortune, was used for fortune teller. And the owners, the, the owners of that particular slave girl were using that girl to make money. And they were raking in money. But that girl I encountered the wrong person. The Bible said that he kept on following Paul the apostle and Silas. And then Paul got tired. And Paul now said, hey, I cast out that particular spirit of divination out of you. All of a sudden, their business came to an end. And as the Paul, the apostle, confronted that spirit of divination and casted it out of her life, the Bible makes us to understand that things went ugly from that point in time. That's not the exact word in the Bible, but it went ugly. So let's pick up the story in Luke chapter 16, reading from verse number 19. The Bible says, But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrate and said, These men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rod. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they drew them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet to the stock. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymn to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Then suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chain were loosed. In other words, here was the intention of the jailer to be able to keep these people secure so that they would no longer be a nuisance in the city. But the Bible says that instead of those people were, instead of them moping and feeling sorry for themselves, the Bible tells us that they began to start praising the Almighty God. In that verse of the scriptures, those verses of scripture that we've read, I want us to quickly go over what the lessons that are in that verse and then we'll not begin the application. The first thing you see is the power of God to deliver. There was a girl held captive to the spirit of divination. Paul the apostle came and delivered that particular girl. The next thing we see is the rage of hell. Anytime you free an individual from the hold of hell, hell the rage 
and hell will go on rampage. And the Bible makes us to understand that they saw that the hope of their gain was gone. They seized Paul and Apostle, dragged them into the marketplace to the authority. Not only that, the next thing you see is a false accusation. If the enemy cannot confront you on the truth, it will bring up a false accusation against you. And that was what we saw. The false accusation of those people who have lost their profit from the spirit of divination. The fourth thing you see was the imprisonment of Paul the Apostle. The unjust imprisonment of the people who minister the word of God. That tells me one thing. You may be serving God. That doesn't mean that your life is going to be rosy. You may be doing everything right. That doesn't mean that you are going to be on a cruise control and everything will fall in place. And all you are going to have is that kumbaya. Everything. No, it's not going to work that way. There are times when you are doing something for the almighty God and you will end up in jail. Number five, the thing we see from this verse of the scripture is the Paul's unusual reaction to suffering and unjust treatment of the people. When a normal human being being thrown in jail, the next you say, oh God, why are you doing me like this now, God? Eh? After all, I was praying for you. I was working for you. I was delivering people and ministry. And now I'm in jail. Oh God, why have you forsaken me? That was not what these guys were doing. The Bible said that they started rejoicing inside that particular jail. And as they were rejoicing, the next thing we'll see is God's response to praise. God's response to praise. The Bible said that as soon as Paul the Apostle, as they were praising God in their difficulty, the Bible says that suddenly there, there was an earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. The Almighty God stepped into that particular situation and the last thing we saw is the effects, the results of praise. Bible makes us to understand that when the earthquake happened and the prison, sh- and the prison was shaken, it said the doors were open and the chains were loose. In other words, anyone who is tied down, is there anyone who is living in a particular prison cell right now? As you begin to praise the Almighty God in your situation, the effect of praise will become experience, will become something that you will experience in your life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I say the effect of praise will be found and will be seen and will be evident in your life and circumstances in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But I want you to notice one thing. The Bible did not say that Paul the Apostle were praying. Please understand. The Bible did not say that they were praying. They were not asking God to deliver them from their predicament. They were not saying that God saved me because we are put in jail or we have been tied down. No, they were not saying that. The Bible said that they were simply praising the almighty God. And as they were praising God, God stepped into their situation. And as God stepped into their situation, the prison doors were open and their chains were loosened. And that is why I am declaring to you this very morning that as you praise the name of the Almighty God in this last hour of this particular year, as you sing the praise of the name of the Almighty God, all the prison doors, all the challenges, all the chains that have not allowed you to get to the place that God has designed for you this year, the Lord Almighty will begin to break them off in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The question then is that why is their praise able to open the prison door? Why is their praise able to break the chains that tied them down? What is so special about praise that makes the prison doors to listen and to open? What is so special about praise that makes you to be able to, that makes it to unlock the heavens over your life? What is so special about praise that makes it so powerful? Why is praise so powerful? That is what we are interested in. But before we go into the power of praise, we need to first understand what praise is all about. What is praise? Praise is not too fast song and too slow song in church. I hope you know that. You know when you sing too fast song. Praise, 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 and then we sing too slow song and we do the slow one. That is not, it is stringing, but that is not praise. What is praise? This thing called praise, what is it? My brothers and sisters, praise means to commend. 
May praise means to applaud. Praise means to magnify. And when we as Christians are praising God, we are expressing worship. We are reverencing the Almighty God. We are showing our adoration. We are lifting Him up and we are glorifying His name. We are saying that you are the one that is worthy of praise. That's what we're saying. We are adoring Him. We are exalting Him. We are saying that He's the one that is better than sliced bread. That's basically what we're saying. That God is so good that we are willing to say, yes, you are the Lord. You are the master. As Christians, when we praise God, we are expressing our love. We are expressing our admiration. We are expressing our adoration. We are expressing our thanksgiving unto him. Not just because of what he has done for us, but because of who he is. For those of us who are married, when you were still falling in love with your husband or with your wife, you look at that woman just like this. You are just intoxicated by her sight. You know? You look at it like this and something just keep bubbling inside your stomach. If they ask you what is bubbling inside your stomach, you can't tell. Why? Because you are, you are, you are so consumed. You adore this particular individual. That is what it means when you're praising the Almighty God. When you sing praises unto Him. People see that you are joyful, but they cannot explain the source of your joy. People see that you are happy, but they cannot see what makes you happy. Conditions around you may not be what it's supposed to be, but there's something inside of you that tells you, yes, you are supposed to praise the Almighty God. So when as believers we praise God, we are telling God that we commend Him. We appreciate Him. We adore Him. We magnify Him. We are saying that we appreciate Him. We are saying that we worship Him. We are saying that we cherish and we love Him. That's basically what we are saying when we say, will praise the name of the Almighty God. But the question is, why do you need to praise God? Is God so insecure that he needs you to tell him every day that he is beautiful, that is wonderful, that is the mighty God? He is the one that spoke the universe into us. He doesn't need you to tell him. The angels, that is their job. That's what they do 24-7. The Bible said that the 24 elders, they bow down and they worship him day and night. So he doesn't need you, he doesn't need me. But why do we praise him? Why do you do that? Why do we know? Because God knows he's great already. God has the host of angels doing that already. Why do we praise God? My brothers and sisters, we praise God because he alone is worthy to be praised. He said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemy. We praise him because he is worthy to be praised. You look around you from the north, from the east, from the south. You look at all the world and you see there is nothing that can be compared to our God. That's why we praise him. We praise him because it is good. Psalm 92 verse 1 tells us, it is a good, it is good to say thank you to the Lord, to say praises to the God who is above all gods. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It is good to praise him. That's why we do it. We do it because the Almighty God commands it. He said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That's why we do it. Because he tells us to do it. Number four, we do it because that is the protocol and the culture of heaven. If you walk the streets of heaven, if we get the opportunity to get there, you will find out that the atmosphere of heaven is saturated with the atmosphere of praise. It is what is done in heaven. That's what they do. It is just like when you're walking down the street of gold. You can hear Lionel Richie say, hello. That is what we do in heaven. We sing praises to one another. We sing praises to the Almighty God. Because at that place, He is the one that is the light of that particular environment. The culture and the protocol of heaven is praise. That's why we praise God. Now, all that we do is what is done in heaven. Jesus Christ said, I do the things that I see my father do. And when he started praising, when he started teaching his disciples to pray, he first of all gave adoration to the Almighty God because that is what is done in heaven. It is the culture and the, pro, you know, and the protocol of heaven. We praise God because it's a weapon that the enemy does not understand. 
When the enemy has given you and boxed you into a corner, and then you stand up and you start praising God. You say, Father, I thank you because he punched me on the face, but I still have my left one. He punched me in the stomach, but I can still stand up. Though the thing is painful in my back, but my leg can still carry me. You are beginning to find reasons to praise the Almighty God. It's a weapon that the enemy does not understand. That's why we praise him. It's a weapon that the enemy does not understand. And these are just some of the reasons why we praise the Almighty God. But the real question is why? Why is praise powerful? Why is praise, you know, why does he have the ability to open the heavens? Why does he have the ability to open prison doors? Why does praise have the ability to break the yoke that is upon our neck? Why is praise powerful? My brothers and sisters, praise is powerful because God dwells in the atmosphere of praise. God inhabits our praise. Psalm 22 verse 3 tells us, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabit the praise of Israel. In other words, when you are praising the Almighty God, the presence of the Almighty God comes into that place and when God shows up what happened every other thing is settled and because God dwells in the atmosphere of praise because he inhabits the praise of his people our praise therefore brings us to the presence of the almighty God it gives us access to his presence that's that's why there's power in praise because it gives you access to the presence of the ultimate power Our praise is powerful because it gives us access to the power of the Almighty God. For those of us who have the African heritage, you will notice that when somebody is singing the praise of a rich man or a powerful man, the better, the more that guy is, the the more skillful the guy is in praising that rich man, the more money that guy is getting is going to take away from that place that day. Because the rich man will be so overwhelmed with that particular praise. There's a local colloquial that will say, woo, his head will become swell up. And as his head swell up, he begins to put his hand inside his agbada and bring money and start throwing the money. How many of you have seen money dance before? Uh, sorry. You need to watch some African movie. You will see money dance. Where people, instead of putting money on your head now, it's a waste of time. They start throwing bail at you. That's what happens when you see praise. When you praise the Almighty God, God Himself even changes seat as He's watching you and He's tapping His feet. You see, when you see a rich man, a seriously rich man, He doesn't stand up and dance the year dance that you are dancing and do it like this. No, He sits down on His chair and He starts tapping His feet. When the music is very good, you see He's moving His head. You can imagine when you are praising God and God looks at you and God smiles. Not just smile, He shifts His seat. He said, Because this praise is so good, He shifts His seat and says, Yeah, this is my boy in whom I'm well pleased. Praise brings you into the presence of the Almighty God. That is why it is powerful. Because when you have the almighty God, the creator of the universe, as soon as you start praising him, you are ushered into his presence. His power is now available to you. His resource is now available to you. His ability is now available to you. His attention is available to you. That is why praise is very, very important. That is why praise is very powerful. Because it gives you access to God, to heaven's resources. It gives you victory over the enemy. That's why praise is very powerful. And because our our praise is also very powerful because it gets the attention of the Almighty God. The Bible tells us a story in particular in the book of Mark chapter 14. You all remember the story Jesus Christ got to a particular place and a woman came. Mark chapter 14 reading from verse number 3. A woman came and broke an alabaster box upon her leg. You know, that perfume poured it upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And people started complaining, how can you waste this kind of thing? It is up to a year's wage. You can sell it and give it to the poor and all this kind of cruel thing that they were talking about. And Jesus Christ said, leave her alone. 
Say, when I came in here, nobody did anything for me, but she had done it. And if you read verse 9 of that particular Mark chapter 14, the Bible tells us, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial. It got the attention of the Almighty God. The praise that that woman offered to the Almighty God that very day, the praise that he offered to Lord Jesus Christ, that, that particular praise got the attention of Christ. And Jesus now said, this woman will never be forgotten. That's what happened when you praise the Almighty God. You are never forgotten. You get the attention of the Almighty God. You attract his attention. And most importantly, when you attract the attention of the Almighty God, you bring God into your situation. When God says, this is what I want to do, who can challenge it? When God says, this is, this is the situation, when he decrees a thing, who is able to challenge it? That is why praise is very, very powerful. But the interesting thing that, it's called, that we find in the church is this. We all know about the power of praise. We all know what God is able to accomplish through praise. And if praise is so powerful, if praise is able to bring the presence of the Almighty God, if praise is able to access and cause the enemy to be put to fly, the question is, why are believers not praising God all the time? Why? If this thing attracts the heaven's resources, gives you access to his presence, why are we not doing it? If praise is so powerful, why are believers not praising God? Look at Psalm 137 and it will give you a clue. As to why believers cannot praise God all the time. Psalm 137 reading from verse number 1. The Bible says, by the rivers of Babylon. By the rivers of Babylon. There we sat down. Here we wept. When we remember Zion. We hung our harp upon the willow. In the midst thereof. For their day that carried us away captive. Required us a song. And they, were, and they that wasted us. Required us a mercy. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. But how shall we sing the Lord's song? In a strange land. In other words, the Bible is making us understand that praise becomes very difficult. Praise becomes impossible in the life of a believer. When, number one, they are out of fellowship with the Almighty God. When you are out of fellowship with the Almighty God, it is very difficult for you to praise. He said, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. What are they doing at the rivers of Babylon? That is not where they were supposed to be. They were out of fellowship with the Almighty God and therefore they were not able to praise the Almighty God. You cannot call upon the name of the Almighty God where you are not, where you are where you are not supposed to be. When you are in that particular clubhouse or you are in that particular house where you are, you know, where you are doing things that you don't want other people to know, you cannot be singing the praise of the Almighty God in those places. So praise becomes difficult. Though it is powerful, though it has potency, it cannot achieve its result in the life of a believer when that living believer is out of, you know, out of fellowship. You cannot praise God when you are in the wrong company. We hanged our harp and in the willow in the midst thereof. They were in Babylon. They had no business in Babylon. But because they fell out of fellowship, they ended up in wrong company. And when you are in the wrong company, you cannot praise God. Number three, when you are focused on yourself, the Bible tells us in the next verse, it says, for they, they, for they that carried us away captive required us a song, and they that wasted us required us a mercy. Say, sing us the song of Zion. They were so focused on themselves that they were not even able to see the Almighty God. And when you are focused on yourself, how good you look, how wonderful you are, how you are the best thing that ever happened after sliced bread. If that is what you are focused on, you will not be able to praise the Almighty God. Because when your attention is taken away from the Almighty God, why would you want to praise Him? 
So number one, you're free. Praise is difficult when you are out of fellowship. Praise is difficult when you are in the wrong company. Praise is difficult when you focus on yourself. Praise is difficult when you are distracted by the enemy. When all that you are looking at is the power of the devil and not the glory of the Almighty God. When you believe that God, when you believe that God is incapable of helping you, God is incapable of taking care of your situation. When you are focused on the enemy and you are distracted by the enemy, you will not be able to sing the praise of the Almighty God. Praise is difficult when you are confused, consumed by the mockery of Satan. Satan will say, look at you. You are the one that will say you are going to church. What happened to your children? What happened to your husband? What happened to this? What ha- He begins to show you the things that you do not have. When Satan continues to mock you, start to laugh at you, and you pay attention, and you are consumed by the mockery of Satan, you will not be able to praise the name of the Almighty God. And when you are bitter and you are angry, you look at the things that you have lost. Say, why will God abandon me? Why did God do this to me? After all, I have paid my tithes. After all, I have come to church. I have done all those wonderful things. Why will God leave me like this? When you are bitter and you are angry, you will never be able to praise the Almighty God. And then finally, when you give up on your situation, when you think that God has forgotten you, when you think that God no longer is interested in you, when you think that God can no longer hear your prayer, why would you want to praise a guy who is not listening to you? Why would you want to sing the praise of somebody who you believe does not have the power to be able to take care of you? So when we give up on our situation, we no longer have the ability to praise God. Even when praise has the power and the potential to deliver us. In other words, when we are convinced that God is incapable of fighting for us, when we are sure that the devil has won the battle, we will not be able to praise the Almighty God. But when you know that there will you serve a God that there has no, that there's no impossibility with your God. When you are convinced that God is, that with God all things are possible. When you are persuaded that God will never leave you nor forsake you. When you pray, when you be, when you are convinced of the faithfulness of the Almighty God, praise will naturally flow out of your bosom. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, when you are convinced that God has got your back, then your mouth will break out and sing with songs. Then you will begin to worship the Almighty God. Then you will begin to sing this praise. And the question that follows is, what kind of praise opens the heavens over your life? What kind of praise? Is it the praise that says, yeah, God, I just thank you. I just bless your name. You know, it's just like you are talking to your Padima. You know, is that the kind of praise that, <laughs> that opens the heaven or the praise that issue out of your heart? What kind of praise? Opens the heaven over your life. Let's look at the book of Second Chronicles, chapter twenty. Second Chronicles twenty. You see an example of the praise that gets the attention and brings the presence of God into our situation. Second Chronicles, chapter twenty. Reading from verse number twenty, the Bible tells us, "And they arose early in the morning." And went forth into the valley into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they, and as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and ye shall be established. Believe in the prophet, and ye shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and there, and that they should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army. And to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endure forever. And when they began to sing and to praise the name, praise the Lord. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent abushment against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mansea, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. The question is, what are the kind of praise that opens the heavens? over your life? What are the kind of praise that is able to break open the prison door? What are the kind of praise that is able to break the shackles that the enemy, that is able to put the enemies to fly, that is able to defeat the over, the challenges that the enemy puts before you? Number one is a praise that is born out of obedience. 
The Bible makes us understand that when the, children, when the three kings came against Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat went to the Almighty God and said, Lord, how do we deal with this particular problem? And God said, don't worry about it. You don't have to fight it. All I want you to do is to sing praise unto the Almighty God. And Jehoshaphat obeyed and he saw the result. The praise that opens the windows of heaven over your life, over your family, over the work of your hand, is a praise that comes out of obedience. Number two is a praise that comes regardless of your situation. Because it doesn't make sense for you to go and fight the battle and the first person you bring is uh, Beyonce to send him praise to the Almighty God. It doesn't work like that. Military intelligence will not support that particular idea. You do not put musician in front and put the army at the back. You put the army in front and put musician at the back. And God is saying, put my praise in front of you and then you see me fight for you. It's a praise that comes regardless of your situation. Whether you like it, you are praising whether you don't like it, you praise it. You feel it, you are praising God. You don't feel it, you are praising God. It looks good, you are praising God. It doesn't make sense, you are praising God. It's a praise that, re- that, is, that is made regardless of your situation. That is the praise that opens the heavens. Amen. Number three, what praise opens the heaven? It's a praise that is done even when it is painful. A praise that comes out of your heart even when you are still feeling the pain. When you're going through that difficulty, when the situation is difficult, the Bible says that Paul, the apostle, and Silas were in the inner prison. In other words, there is a prison that was the outer prison for you, for quick, quick criminal. For serious criminal, they put them deep inside. They are, they are, they are 11 world. That's where they put them in. And they put these guys in there. The Bible said they are beating them with many stripes. And they put them in there. And then at night, when the body was aching, when things were not going very well, when that place was dark and wet and dreary, the Bible said that they were praising God. The praise that opens the heaven is the praise that is made in spite of your pains, in spite of your difficulty. It's a pain, it's a praise that comes out that says, Lord, I know I'm feeling this pain, but I know that you are greater than my pain. That is the praise that opens the heaven. Not only that, the praise that opens the heaven is the praise that anticipates the answer. It's a praise that says, yes, I know. The situation might look the way it is, but I know that my God is able to deal with my situation. My God is able to answer my prayer. My God is able to provide. My God is able to meet me at the point of my need. My God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ever ask or think of. That is the praise that opens the heavens. The praise that opens the heaven is a praise that makes no sense. The Bible tells us that when the Lord Almighty wanted to pull down Jericho, he asked Joshua, he said, begin to walk around the temple, begin to walk around the city. And when they did that, after walking around the city on the seventh day, the Bible said they should walk around the seventh time. And after the seventh day, they said, just shout hallelujah, which is the highest praise. And they praised the name of the Almighty God and the city wall began to fall down. It did not make sense for you to begin to praise God. It didn't make sense. There was a story of a particular woman who was in a crusade. The first year she was busy, she was being ministered to, she fell to the ground and she had what is called the goiter. A goiter that is as big as a, you know, that is big and obvious. Everybody could see. She fell to the ground after that ministration. And then when they asked them to come and give testimony, say, Lord, I thank you. I praise the Lord. I want to thank you, but because the Lord Almighty has taken away the goiter that is in my neck. And everybody was looking at her and say, oh boy. Maybe you need to, you have missed your meds because that goiter is still there. We can still see it. It is even jiggly. She did it the first year. The second year she came back, she did it. The third year she did it. Interestingly, in that third year, as she came in, people were already used to her because she had come for two years saying that God has healed me. Okay? 
As he was saying the third year, oh, I want to praise God. The Lord Almighty has delivered me from my goiter. Praise the Lord. And she jumped up. The next thing, she was slain in the spirit. She fell down. By the time she got up, that goiter was gone. People started clapping. And she just walked away. Eventually, the interview said, why didn't you walk away? Why did you rejoice? He said, because I rejoiced for this thing three years ago. It didn't make sense to the people who were watching. But she started praising God three years ago. When she believed in her spirit that she had received the answer. Praise that opens the heaven is the praise that is done when it doesn't even make sense. When you start giving testimonies for the things that does not appear real. When you start telling telling people of what God has done, that you yourself, other people will look at you and they think that, that, that something is wrong with you. But it doesn't make sense. That is the praise that opens the heaven. My brothers and sisters, if we are going to if we are going to see God move on our behalf, we must be able to give him praise that does not make sense. We must be able to give him praise in anticipation of an answer. We must be able to give him praise when it is painful. We must be able to give him praise even regardless of our situation we must be able to give him praise in total obedience to what the spirit of god is telling us thank you very much for listening to our program today we invite you to join us every sunday at 10 a.m for our sunday worship service at 2711 murfreesboro road in antioch tennessee we also host bible study and prayer meetings every friday at 7 p.m Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.